Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I don't know how many people in this country, I know it's an increasing number, but I don't know how many people in this country are truly aware, and I mean this respectfully, of Marilyn Gladue's run uh, for the CPC, the Conservative Party of Canada, leadership. She's a member of Parliament and uh, has been for two terms now. And uh, she also has 35 years of experience as a chemical engineer. And uh, I've been reading about Ms. Gladue, and she says, well, Peter McKay and Erin O'Toole, who was a guest on this program a couple of weeks ago, are veterans. They cannot beat Justin Trudeau in a general election. And Marilyn Gladue, conservative member of parliament, Sarnia Lampton, isn't it? Indeed. Thank you, Roy. Uh, good to have you with us, Ms. Gladue. Thanks for having me. Okay. So, uh, you know, the most fundamental journalistic question is why? Well, I think the important thing for the Conservative Party is to expand the base. And in order to do that, we have to be able to appeal to those demographics that we didn't reach very well in the last election. I'm talking about young people, women, people in Ontario, Quebec, and the Atlantic provinces. So I have a plan and a path forward to get to victory because we absolutely have to get rid of Justin Trudeau. He's ruining the country and decimating our economy. Well, I'm not going to argue with with you on that. Um, are you a social conservative? Uh, I'm a Christian. Uh, you'll hear a lot from me in this uh, election about how we've been so much pitting one group against another. I'll be standing up for the rights and freedoms of every Canadian, those that are pro-life, those that are pro-choice, those that want to march in a pride parade, and those that don't. Because the reality is it's all our individual freedoms, and if we're going to have our own freedoms, we have to give other people their freedoms and treat them respectfully. And the government should stop trying to shame anybody for what they think. That's our freedom here in Canada. Yes, it is. You're not a, a lifer in Parliament. You uh, had a life outside of government. Indeed, there was life before, and uh, I'm sure there will be life after. I was 35 years in uh, global business, working uh, in over 20 countries. I also owned a small business. And so I think that balance of real-world experience as well as parliamentary success, is what we need in a strong leader that can win the hearts of Canadians. Uh, you're very well liked in Parliament, from uh, from what I understand. You're uh, the, the most, most collegial MP. <laughs> Indeed, by all parties in the House. Is that, uh, I mean, how do you put that to, you, to your advantageous use? Well, I think it shows my ability to work across party lines, you know, outside of those who traditionally hold conservative views. That's an important skill in order to grow the party. I was a youth leader for 35 years. I love young people and they love me. That's another uh, demographic where I understand what young people want, the things that they need us to put into policy in order to attract them to the party. And of course, in terms of women and attracting more women to the Conservative Party, who better than a woman leader? Um, it's not exclusively necessary, though, right? Well, you know what, I think that uh, if there was a plan anywhere else, but when I looked at who was running, I saw the same old, same old, and I know that we've lost the last two elections on that, and that's not going to work. We have to come with a plan that's going to expand the party. Obviously, we have to maintain the base that we have, and we have to expand it. Ms. Gladue, when I say, uh, let's say I say Bill C-69, what do you say? Repeal it. Uh, this has caused business uncertainty, and we'll never get another project built in Canada as long as that uh, bill in its current form exists. So how do you change that reality? I just spoke uh, in the last hour 
with uh, an, an investor in uh, Canada, Laura Lau from Brompton Corp. And uh, she manages $2 billion. And she said that as far as investors are concerned, when it comes to the oil sands, many of them are just going to turn away. Maybe all of them are going to turn away because of the length of the regulatory process. And then when they satisfy the regulatory process and they get First Nations to sign on, then the government still hangs about and waits to deliver its final verdict. In the case of tech, that obviously took too long. Absolutely. I mean, keep in mind with tech mines, if they were eight years and $1.13 billion going through the process and jumping through every hoop that the government had prescribed, and then it sat on Justin Trudeau's desk since July of last year, and he basically stalled them out. And when you combine that with the uh, illegal blockades that we saw and no action on the part of the government to um, you know, assert the rule of law, this is why companies lose confidence. Bill C-69 has a provision that allows the environment minister at their whim to reset the process as many times as they want. That kind of uncertainty is not acceptable for investors. No, and you can't have one set of rules for one coast and another set of rules for the other coast. Indeed. And that's exactly what we have. Now, if you're in a debate with Justin Trudeau, if you become the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, and if Mr. Trudeau sticks around for the next election, by the way, I have a $100 bet that he won't, Um, because I really think he wants a position at the United Nations with an unlimited costume budget. Now, (laughs) if you're in a debate with Justin Trudeau as the liberal leader, what are you going to hit him with? Well, I mean, it's clear Justin Trudeau's failures are any number, but the the biggest thing is uh, the plan to restore the economy that he deliberately destroyed in the West. Uh, I would have extensive experience in oil and gas, it's awful what he's done. People have lost their houses and their jobs, and they're alienated. And if we're going to restore unity to the country, we have to restore prosperity in the West. I think the ethical violations of the Liberals are clear. I've seen the branding exercises that takes the first three words that Canadians think of when they think of Liberals as being uh, liar, untrustworthy, and corruption. So, you know, there's a lot of ammunition there to talk about. But why don't we talk about what we're going to do to set the country right in terms of restoring the economy, restoring the safety of Canadians, and standing with our allies. Now, you're going to have to convince people in Western Canada who are skeptical about this confederation period. And I suspect that number, at least emotionally, is growing, particularly in the last couple of weeks. How are you going to convince the people in Alberta and Saskatchewan who did not return a liberal member of parliament? So you've got a, there's an opportunity there to get to these voters. How are you going to convince them that you're the person and it's not Peter McKay and it's not Aaron O'Toole and it's not anybody else? Well, I think the reality is, you know, I've got years of experience in oil and gas in companies that were headquartered in Alberta. I've spent a lot of time there. And, uh, you know, they know that uh, a person like myself who's actually built pipelines knows how to get a pipeline built to either coast so that we can triple the value of our oil and gas and restore the prosperity and the jobs that they need. They also know that as a a person that worked in big industry, I understand what kind of, um, you know, regulatory requirements can be put in place to cut through the bureaucracy and shorten the time and increase the business certainty so that we can attract investment to Canada. Do you see yourself, if you become the conservative leader, conservative party leader, and were you to be elected prime minister of Canada, do you see yourself as somebody who could present an entirely new Canadian parliament to the Canadian people? So if we watch question period, we don't watch inane questions followed by 
stilted and repeated time after time answers. Do you think there's an opportunity to create a government where people actually work together for the pragmatic benefit of Canadians? And, 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 and this is an important question. Absolutely, Roy, I, I do. I feel that um, I'm a person that always treats everyone professionally and with respect. I think that's why I was voted the most collegial. I can restore a more professional, respectful environment to actually answer questions and to actually get the job done. That's what Canadians want. They're not looking for more partisan rhetoric. They're looking for someone that's going to come with solutions to the problems facing the country and to work together to make a better Canada. Well, I've enjoyed talking to you, Ms. Gladue. I hope we can do it again. Very good. Thanks and have a great day. You too. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.